Hello, welcome to That Film Stew. I'm Luke. And I'm Jason. This is our movie show where we bring you the latest movie and TV news. To infinity and beyond, we have a trailer for Lightyear. Brendan Fraser is set to join the DC Universe again. The Barbie movie may have found its Ken and Dune Part 2. Is it happening? Superman goes to HBO Max, Anakin Skywalker is back, and Mel Gibson joins the John Wick prequel. But before all that, trailer talk. Uncharted, let's talk about that one first. Full disclosure, never played the games, I'm familiar. I know for the longest time, fan casting, people wanted Nathan Fillion as Nathan Drake. It's not what we've got. We've got Spider-Man himself, Tom Holland. But this first trailer looks fun. Mark Wahlberg is in, in there as a character named Sully. I think it looks fun. But have you played the games? I love these games. When people often ask me, like, what type of games do you play? You know, like PlayStation, whatever, like sort of thing. I'm usually like, like, I don't know. Like I'll I'll pick up a game every now and then. That's something I'm into. The Uncharted ones are ones that I've literally got every single time they've come out um, when they release that fourth one, which the fourth game has, it kind of has flashback kind of elements to it where we start with the Nathan Drake character when he's, when he's quite younger. And I'm like, cool, what this movie is obviously doing, what this franchise potentially is, is doing is starting young. So we're getting, obviously, like you mentioned, Tom Holland. Um, to me, I felt like he, he is just being sort of the Tom Holland we know. Like, like it's sort of like, hey, he's being Peter Parker. I'm just going to say, I didn't really feel like it was Nathan Drake. Um, and the same sort of goes with Mark Wahlberg as, as Sully, who interestingly was set to, it's a bit poetic, he was set to play or attached to play Nathan Drake a few years back, maybe a decade ago, however long it was. But I guess to actually answer your question, yes, I have played the games. I really, really, really like him. It's it's my favourite type of, I guess, genre of gameplay, sort of like that adventure, jumping on things, solving some puzzles, treasure hunting, sort of like Tomb Raider, <laughs> but with a dude. For the most part, this trailer feels like those games i've got to say except for the actors playing the characters which you know i've got to get over that and i'm sure they'll do fine in the roles like they're both pretty damn good actors it looks like the games to the point that it's so ridiculous that one shot with tom holland sort of jumping upwards on the falling sort of cargo thing like spider-man I'm like i'm like i don't make any sense and yeah here we go like just shoot your webs, man. What are you doing? Like, uh, I, it makes no sense. There's there's no sense of real gravity or anything like that, but, you know, whatever. Um, there's a scene in the games that is literally that, so I'm like, okay, this, yeah, that, that works. The costumes look good. Like, it looks fun. It looks like an adventure, treasure hunting. You know, I'm into it. I, I like Tom Holland, so I'll get over it. I'll get over it. <laughs> I'm into it too, just based on this this one trailer. You know the games. I know of the games. So you've got two different audiences here, and both of us think it looks good. And I guess that's a good sign, movie. right? That's a good sign. So, yeah, I think it should have that appeal to enough 
like general goers and he absolutely will i think and it having, has having mark Wahlberg in there as well familiar face is aged out of drake but yeah i think this movie is gonna hit an audience have we seen the playstation logo ahead of a movie before did they do it with tomb raider was it playstation studios they had on that i think that's the new thing i think that's a new thing it was sort of like they i think sony had made like a movie division for their games like their game movies i think i think that's a new kind of thing i did like there would have been the sony logo before tomb raider but i can't remember if it was like playstation or anything like that but I mean, it looks knows? good it looks it looks established yeah, I think this looks like a fun movie. But honestly, there is a scene where it looks like Tom Holland sticks a Spider-Man landing. He's crouched, <laughs> the arms up behind his back. Oh, it's nutty. Like, maybe that's, that plays into it as well. Like, his performance plus, I guess, what he's physically doing. I'm like, it's kind of the same thing. So kind of, like, hopefully it, it's not. I've got to say, there's that one shot where he's sort of he's standing in some sort of like cave tomb thing, and he's just got like his jungle pants and like the white shirt. I'm like, like I was like the costume. He's dressed like Nathan Drake. It, it's that's it spot on. I, I, it looks the part. Yeah, and, and you know, so if they're going to look at, <laughs> they're going to look at making you know every two three years at least a trilogy. He's going to get older. I feel like he's not though. I, I feel like Tom Holland's gonna look like this for like the next twenty years. So <laughs> the, um, <laughs> just say it. The last Spider-Man comparison I'll make. So we know he's British. He's doing his Peter Parker accent. To me, anyway. So I, maybe that's it as well, because he's doing like an American accent. I guess the only one he knows is sort of that kind of New Yorky based one. I wanna say one thing about have I am I wrong in thinking I saw a photo released of of Mark Wahlberg with a mustache and it was cited as being like this was the like this was prep for for the Sully role or was that like a gag that Mark Wahlberg was just putting out cuz no mustache in this I mean, and I feel like the to me that sounds like a quick photoshop job maybe <laughs> I think it was released by Mark Wahlberg, though. That's that's what I'm thinking. I don't know. Maybe maybe at some point in the movie, maybe like before the end credits, it's like maybe it's an attempt to age up the character. Maybe who knows? Okay, cool, cool, cool. I want the mustache. I feel like that's a it's a Sully thing. It's, <laughs> it's iconic. We need it. I mean, it it would go a long way for Sully not to look like Mark Wahlberg. You know how he always looks. He looks like Mark Wahlberg, doesn't he? He just looks like Mark Wahlberg. It's Mark Wahlberg, Peter Parker. They need to do something. <laughs> Peter Parker Must. has got the Drake costume or outfit. Okay, good, good. Yeah, Sully. Chase out, yeah. He's the mustache. Done. That will be five out of five movie. Here we come. <laughs> <laughs> okay, the next trailer I want to talk about, Lightyear. Chris Evans is the original Buzz Lightyear in Pixar's upcoming movie. I remember when this was announced and it was like, wow, very interesting. Chris Evans, this like origin kind of 
real Buzz Lightyear kind of character. Like, what what is this going to be? Interesting, interesting. I didn't realize this was coming so soon. Oh, me to too. the point where I was like, like, holy shit, there's a trailer for it. Almost like, is this fake? Before I just like, I, like, I didn't realize Buzz had hair. That's a whole other thing. If that's a, <laughs> we could we could this trailer talk could go for at least an hour, I think, if we um, really want to dissect I all mean, the ins and outs of this. When when this was first announced, people were so upset that Tim Allen wasn't involved, but it makes sense because. Sometimes, in fact, not sometimes, most times, the toys don't actually sound like the properties they're based on. They sound a little off. The Tim Allen not being attached to this <laughs> does make sense here. We've got Chris Evans. But, so we're saying this is the real-life Buzz Lightyear. Is this Buzz? Well, well, is not it the a, real... Yeah, my question... It's like a, this is like the... Film in right. the Toy it's, Story yes. world. Okay. So, like, Andy and his mum could go to the cinema to and watch this is the light year. They would watch. Yeah. Okay. And then they I made just, a whole bunch of toys, and yeah. Andy got one for his birthday. That's it. You've answered my question. Because we the internet see... is very confused. <laughs> they don't know what's <laughs> happening. They're angry. Things <laughs> happening. There's alien worlds. I'm like, hang on. <laughs> but that's what I kind of figured. It was going to be a film or TV series within the world. I'm curious, like, obviously we're going to have to wait until the actual movie, but I'm I'm curious to see, like, are we going to get sort of like an opening with, like, you know, like, I guess Pixar characters like we would know within the Toy Story world, sort of just to sort of allude at the fact that they exist in a world and then that this is a movie, you know, like they go to a cinema or, or like something like that. Characters going to a cinema. Yeah, yeah. and then the actual Lightyear movie starts. Or is it just going to be packaged and sealed as opening credits, light year, boom, and then this is the movie, and then, okay, we take it up, we just take it. I mean, we've had it before with the Buzz Lightyear TV series, which was essentially like an, a, a, well, a TV series of Buzz Lightyear, and it was too yeah. Oh, we've actually, yeah. And the, with the character before. And the opening credits of that TV show actually had the toys in Andy's room sitting down. It was a very brief sort of thing, but it's like they sat down, turned the TV on, and then it was like, Buzz Lightyear of Star Command, and then we went into the opening credits of that cartoon because you know, it was them watching it. So that cartoon still isn't on Disney Plus, which is very bizarre. Maybe they're holding out until sometime around the until release of this. Lightyear. Maybe when this was first announced, and with the announcement, Chris Evans was attached, and I remember at the time thinking, "Oh, okay." I mean, I'm sure. You know they know what they're doing, and this is going to be, it's going to be something, and it's you know, like a, almost like a spin-off of Toy Story, but it's going to be its own thing. And just watching this trailer, and it's like, wow, it looks stunning. <laughs> the yeah. the animation, the the world building, and and this is a teaser trailer, but they really set it up so well, but without giving it away completely what it's going to be, and it's such a good tease. I'm like, wow, this is such I mean, a good-looking teaser. This teaser is almost like a almost like a little film in itself. It's almost like, I mean, obviously there's music. There is a little bit of dialogue, but it essentially plays like a silent film. Obviously not silent, but you know what I mean. Like there's, the story is really conveyed in visually what you're seeing, and I guess I guess past knowledge of the Buzz Lightyear character and all of that. But, you know, really like this trailer tells us a story of this man who's, 
an astronaut type thing. Obviously, we know of what Star Command is. You see like the Star Command logo, but you know that he works for this space operation thing and he's going up and there's some struggles that he's dealing with and it's all very it's all very dramatic and intense and you know like in, in in terms of like an art form on screen it's like like damn like it's like it looks good it looks very so shiny, good very polished it looks so good i mean and if this is a hit and wow why wouldn't it be this looks like it's gonna be so good could we be seeing woody oh like i mean who knows woody's roundup woody's yeah. roundup let's do it <laughs> like in this style of like i mean this yeah. this what if, you know how yeah looks like a cinematic masterpiece well you know <laughs> oh what if this is because it is quite like it is so polished and like well crafted what if this is like a rebooted Lightyear movie in the in the Toy Story world. So you know how like how Woody had his Woody's Roundup show, which was like that old, timely, you know, black and white thing, very, very roughly done. What if they do like there's like a a rebooted Woody's Roundup movie, and it's like a like a western, not like dark and gritty, but just like this like really well made western. I mean, it's maybe all the characters and it's dramatic. And... Maybe Pixar will test the waters and we'll get mm. some teasers. Who knows? But this, this is fantastic. Yeah, it, it, and it's it's something really different from Pixar. Yeah. So, yeah, bring it on. And next year, not long at all. I think June. Wow, that's yeah, that's no time. That's like eight months. Eight months. Is the movie wow. finished? Is it ready? Oh my god! <laughs> god they're running out of time. <laughs> well, that's it for trailer talk. Now on to movie news. All right, we start off with a bit of Batgirl news. Now, J.K. Simmons he will reprise his role for Batgirl with Jacob Scipio also joining the cast in a mystery role. Um, but we've also got Brendan Fraser as. Well, he's set to play the villain, and we've got rumours floating around that he will be playing the supervillain Firefly in the film. Brendan Fraser having a bit of a moment. You mentioned the opening is in another DC property, Doom Patrol, and he's, he's going to be next scene, I think, in a Martin Scorsese movie. So he's having a bit, bit of a moment. <laughs> oh, um, yeah. <laughs> and now he's going to be the villain in the... In the Batgirl movie, I did hear who are they? They were going to somebody before him. I'm blank. Oh, Sylvester Stallone. They were looking at him initially. Oh, right. But something happened there, and Brendan Fraser, J.K. Simmons, big deal. We know we're getting Leslie Grace as Batgirl in this show. It was said to be connected to the DCEU. But Warner Brothers have not really come out and said it. I it's guess been pretty now. murky, hasn't it? We've, yeah. With his casting. I mean, that obviously cements it. J.K. Simmons first seen as Gordon in Justice League. The other actor you mentioned, Jacob Scipio. Do you remember him at all? No, I can do a quick Google and maybe that'll... No need. No, he, tell me, tell me. He is Mike Lowry's son in Bad Boys for Life. 
Oh, right. I've just realized if you're listening to this, you've not seen that movie, minor spoiler. <laughs> so if you've not seen Bad Boys for Life, forget that. But that's what we've seen him in previously. But yeah, this this cast is shaping up. Yeah, what do you think of Brendan Fraser though? Like if we just jump back to him, can you think of a, a role where he's played a villain or a bad guy? I feel like he's just one of those actors where it's like it just hasn't happened. I could be wrong. No, I mean I'm I'm drawing a blank, to be honest. I mean, I'm sure he has, he must have. But I'm really pleased for him that yeah. like he is having a bit of a moment. Well earned, of course. But he's turning up in a lot more higher profile things at the moment. Mm. And he, I mean, even if he's been a bad guy before, he's definitely not been a super villain. It's going to be his first time for that. And I think how, like, Firefly, it makes sense to have, even though it's not Batman per se, but obviously the Bat family, it's a, call it a Bat family villain. That makes sense. They're not going somewhere bonkers with it. Yeah. And recent years, like, they, did like a couple of years Batgirl where she was based in Burnside and Firefly did appear in those series. So I do feel like in the comics there was a connection to Firefly. More DC news. The cancelled Trench spin-off film was actually a secret Black Manta film. What the hell? Ridiculous. If you were to ask me, what would I be more interested in watching? A movie about the trench or a movie about Black Manta that features the trench? Black Manta all the way. Especially if yeah. they were bringing back Yaya Mateen as Black Manta. It makes, it makes sense that this would have been the project that they were working on. I just don't understand... Like, I don't understand why it was described as something else for you. Like, why wouldn't they want to pitch it, sell it, get people excited about, you know, this character they've introduced? And, yeah, I, I don't know. That, that's weird. A character who is confirmed to be returning in Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. So we know his character is coming back. Yeah. No, I, re- I remember from that first Aquaman movie, they'll, they'll say, like, oh, look, like, his character... It will have, you know, like a lasting position in the DCU going forward. He'll have bigger roles. There's, there's more coming, and it was sort of like, all right, cool. And you know, obviously, we're just waiting for you know Aquaman two. It's a very, very weird. It's I don't know. Very, like, it's very weird. It makes me this... think, how credible is this news? That's it's how just credible? it's just that I could I could tell you the news is from James Wan himself. He yes, revealed yes. this on Instagram. He was the one that came out and said the Trench movie they were working on, which he was set to direct. And when it was announced, we were saying, what could be appealing about this is going back to his horror roots. We had that recently with Malik, yeah. when he went for a smaller budget, told a scary story. And that's what they were looking to do within the DCEU. But now they're saying, actually, it was going to be a Black Manta movie. And again, the source is James Wan himself. Like it's like okay, I get it. It's straight from the man's mouth. But I don't know. Can we trust him? <laughs> I'm not saying I'm not saying he's a liar. But I'm, no, no, like, I say we, we can. Isn't it? 
if it was just going to be the trench and a decision had been made, it doesn't make sense. They going to do that. You just yeah. announce, hey, it was going to be a thing, and now it's not. Anyway, that's the issue. Yeah. I think it's just so not bizarre. It's, it's just very, such a weird, bizarre thing. It's very bizarre, the whole especially situation. Though. I mean, we just talked about Batgirl. That's not going to be a theatrical release. That is going to be HBO Max only. Yeah, why not do that for this? For the trench. Or... Yeah, but they pulled it anyway. They have pulled it. Maybe he never told Warner Brothers. Anyway, it's, it's a whole thing. <laughs> All right. Um, moving over to Marvel, though. Um, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania. Bill Murray has revealed he will appear in Marvel Studios' Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania. And do you know what? I've got to say, if, if I was to choose any Ghostbusters actor to join an Ant-Man movie... It would be Rick Moranis. I feel like <laughs> oh, I feel like they've missed something here. I know the, guy, the man. I know the man has retired, although he's <laughs> supposedly coming back for that "Honey, I Shrunk the Kids" TV thing. Also for Disney. But I mean, how how amazing would it have been to have Rick Moranis? Not to not to say you Bill do, Murray isn't exciting. You do realize you have absolutely ruined this news. <laughs> I, no, no, no. I think I've made it better. I might have, no, it would have been it would have been cool. But look, Bill Murray obviously joining not only Ant Man and Wasp, but um the Marvel Cinematic Universe. There we go. I mean, you're the, you're the Ghostbusters yeah. guy. I mean, yeah, Bill um, Murray's obviously done more than that, so I'm yeah, not going to yeah. just shoot one of into. Oh no, no, no! But that, I mean, come on, that he's known as Peter Venkman. You're right. <laughs> he voiced Garfield in two movies. He's done other things, but he's very much known for Ghostbusters. But you know, we you know peek behind the curtain on where. The, or who the source was, James Wall on Instagram for that last news story. The source for this announcement, it was Bill Murray himself, just casually mentioned it in an interview. Whoopsie. <laughs> Wasn't like a big announcement or anything. He was just talking about it. Oh, yeah, you know, I'm doing this Ant-Man movie. Good times. Does, Bill Murray. Does he, does he know what Ant-Man is? Or is it like, oh, something, something Ant-Man. <laughs> I saw somebody reposted it. Online, it was from Saturday Night Live from what we back in the I think probably seventies, back when Bill Murray did that first season, and Bill Murray was Superman, and in the scene or in the sketch, there's characters dressed as both Marvel and DC characters, and you have got Bill Murray as Superman sharing that same scene. There's somebody else dressed as Ant Man. There you go. Why? Pretty, All right. Pretty interesting. Well, yeah, very cool. With like with. The With MCU? the Quantumania stuff, you know, maybe there'll be like some some weird stuff going on with like physics and time. Maybe maybe his character gets stuck in a time loop. Keeps waking up on the set. Now I'll move on. <laughs> Next story. <laughs> See, Bill Murray has made other films. <laughs> June part two will officially release in cinemas in October 2023. Whoa. It blows my mind that this movie sounds like it was pitched a two-part story from the get-go. And only now, since its release, have Warner Brothers gone, you know what? You can have your part two. It's just been greenlit. <laughs> I've not seen June part one, I guess we're going to call it now. We're still waiting for it here in Australia, but in the US, they've got it. I think it may be out in the UK. But it when do we get it? Like sound... December? December First week sometime? of December, something ridiculous. ridiculous. But it sounds like June is part one of a movie. <laughs> and that's just what I've heard. So the, the idea that they're actually making a part two, 
That's good, isn't it? Surely. Get to finish the I story. Mean, yeah, it's a big wait, though. Like, it's it's a big wait. For, for Australia. A, well, <laughs> yeah, we're still, oh, we're still waiting for well, That's true. Our window, yes, our window is smaller. Our delay <laughs> is benefiting us. <laughs> oh, man. But I mean, good news for those who are now eagerly anticipating the second half of the movie, I guess. I mean, for if me at the one. moment, I've seen the trailer. That's it. I've not seen that original David Lynch movie. I've not seen the miniseries. I've not read the books. I know nothing about June. Ah, oh, all right, guys. Look forward to our review uh, in uh, December sometime, <laughs> 2021. Sometime in December. Honestly, Jesus. come December, if I not even December, January, because we've got to wait for Ghostbusters Afterlife. Was it New Year's Day? I'm hoping mm. come January, our releases compared to the rest of the world are going to be in sync because October was rough. November, we're going to get No Time to Die. Last week in November, we get Venom, but they be carnage. Then hopefully January onwards, we're back mm. in sync with the rest of the world. Hey, look, if we can, if you and I can get, you know, early access to, to Ghostbusters, you know, like if there's a special screening going around, maybe we can uh, do our review earlier than January. <laughs> I mean, full disclosure, both separately entered competitions. Yes, hopefully. <laughs> hopefully we win and we get to watch it in November. That would be excellent. You have to both win, though, because I feel like if I win, I have to take my wife. Sorry. Well, if, I, if I win, I would take you, but that's another conversation. Well, all right, man. I hope you win. <laughs> and I'd probably have to say no because... My wife would be like, what the F? Anyway, the, the podcast will suffer. They can wait for we, We'll move on next year. Let's we'll move, move on. on. Sylvester Stallone has confirmed that he is moving on from the Lionsgate action film franchise, The Expendables, after 12 years. To be I can't believe it's been 12 years. Yes. At the point of moving on, they would have shot and released The Expendables 4. He's currently filming that one. So he's got one more in him. Yeah, or so we'll get to see him one more time as Barney. <laughs> one more time. Are there plans for more? Like, Absolutely. I mean, like concrete. Absolutely. Yeah. We're yeah. still waiting on the Lee Christmas spin-off. I think it's currently titled A Christmas Story or A Lee Christmas Story. <laughs> We're waiting on that one. But Sylvester Stallone has been very clear on Instagram. We're just giving all our sources today. It's been very clear on Instagram <laughs> that he is passing the baton to Jason Statham. That he will continue to lead the franchise for as long as it goes. All right. But I think four films, that's pretty good, isn't it? I mean, that's yeah, not bad. not bad. And not Expendables bad. 1 was a good movie. Expendables 2, an excellent movie. The third one was okay. Fourth one. High hopes. Hopefully, it goes out on a high. Put that pendulum back up. Anna D. Armas is in talks to take the lead role in the John Wick spin-off *Ballerina*, about a young assassin who seeks revenge against the people who killed her family. So we've. This is a new spin-off, right? This is the one we've talked about previously that I've forgotten about. Like this is. We've known 
that it's something they were looking to be developing, but this, you know, having casting, that's like, okay, it's actually a thing. Good, cool, cool. And Anna Damas, like, I pretty much know her from that, um, what was that movie with the Knives, Knives Out? Was it Knives Out? From Knives Out to Guns Out. Because you're also going to get to see her in No Time to Die. Oh, right. And if I lived in the UK or the US, I would have watched that movie already. All right. Woohoo. <laughs> we're two weeks away. It's okay. <laughs> oh, we're not far. We're not far. But yeah, Knives Out. That was, for me at least, the big movie where I first noticed mm. her. Oh, I um, mean, and she, you know, I'm obviously turned into like the lead character. I don't know if that's a spoiler. But um, yeah, like, I mean, anyway, like, she, I would like to see her in more stuff. So this might get me back on the John Wick train. Well, all right. In the Bond movie, you'll see her again. Oh, there we go. There we go. Hopefully she doesn't disappoint. I'm sure she'll be fine. All right. Ryan Gosling is in talks to play Ken. Yes, Ken the Doll in Greta Gerwig's Barbie movie opposite Margot Robbie. Thoughts and analysis. What have you got? (laughs) I don't know what this movie is. I've got two young girls in my house and they are absolutely obsessed with Barbie and they love Barbie. I've got a fear. This movie isn't for them. Not really hmm. a fear. I'm not, I'm not fearful of it, but you know what I mean? I've, I've got like two, like two Barbie fans and I just think this is going to be for people that used to play with Barbies and it's going to be a whole more mature take. Yes. I could be wrong. Be in a, like, no, no, I reckon it's going to be, I mean... Greta Gerwig, I think this is going to be like a, a really in-depth look at, I guess, like, I guess what it means to be a Barbie, I guess. Like, it'll be a mature adult film, body image, stuff like that, those sorts of themes. I don't know, maybe a bit of a bizarro kind of world. Who knows? Like, it's 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 weird. But Ryan Gosling is a Ken I mean, I've seen, I've seen him shirtless a couple of times in some movies. Yeah, it works. I guess that's what you need to be Ken, right? <laughs> He's certainly not going to be the first Ken we've had on the big screen. We had Michael Keaton. What was that, Toy Story 2? <laughs> Toy Story 4. Toy Story 3. <laughs> a little bit of both. I think he was in 4 as well. I think he popped up at some point. Well, we have had Ken before on the big screen. <laughs> this is the movie, isn't it, that at one point, was it looking at somebody like Rebel Wilson? Like the casting. Was oh, it was. Off. Oh, what's her name? The one that you hate from Trainwreck. Um, oh, that's right. Amy Schumer. Amy Schumer, yeah. Hates a strong Where... I'm still planning on finishing that film. <laughs> what, Trainwreck? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I've had it to my list numerous times. I think it's on like Netflix or something. And then I remove it. I will finish it. Oh. Barbie, though. Oh. Big film. Margot Robbie. We just need more information. We don't know at this point what it's actually going to be. Oh, we've got some news, actually, for the million or one of the million, however many South Park movies that are going to get (laughs) made. South Park post-COVID will be the first of ah, 14 made-for-TV films, as Trey Parker and Matt Stone calls them. They will be dropping exclusively on Paramount Plus November 25th. With them being films, though, I was reading something and they were asked about them being films and they're saying, yes, they are films, but they will be a short 
or as long as they need to be to suit the story. So potentially, you could be tuning in on Paramount Plus and one of these South Park films could be 45 minutes, could be 50. Yeah, could right. be 90. Yeah. Who knows? It sounds like episodes of the TV show to me. Well, do you know, it's interestingly, like they, that you said that, I mean, the, the, the most recent seasons of South Park have adopted like a more of a, like a serial type sort of format where you've got, like it'll still have an episode focused on something new, weird happening, but there's like this overarching story throughout each episode. So it's like, if you miss one, it's like you, you, you've got a missing link in the story, you know, like, like a serial. So it kind of makes sense that they're kind of moving towards a little bit of like these longer stories encapsulated in a, in like a film structure, as opposed to like when they just did the one and done sort of episodes focus on something different. So, yeah, I think they've, I think they've kind of purposely or at least somehow naturally just moved into this direction. And this so, is as well as the TV series that like they're still even making that as well. Right. So it's a little bit of both, but I, I mean, I guess in that hand, they'll be able to still like with the TV show, have those one and done episodes. And then with the larger stories that they want to tell, you know, they obviously they can't do in like 22 minutes. They, they will use this, the T the, the movie format to tell those longer stories without having it take over their show, I guess. So so that'd be, that'd be good. I mean, I'm definitely curious, but when it was first announced that they're making 14 films and another season of the TV show, you're like, wow, that's huge. But then when they came out, I said, oh, well, you know, they're not necessarily feature length. They're just going to be, you know, as long as they need to be, essentially. Like you said, it sounds like really long episodes or longer episodes. <laughs> I mean, I'm intrigued, you know, but then saying that as someone who hasn't watched South Park in many, many years. Honestly, couldn't tell you. I watched the film this year, Bigger, Longer and Uncut. That, was, that still holds up. Good film. Yeah. Ah, I'm all caught up on the, on the series. Really? As yeah, I'm all. all. Mate, I literally just referred to the most recent seasons having these long, like, things. Like, Stan and his family bloody moved to a farm, like, it's for a whole season. And then... Like they had like the, the COVID special and stuff. It was still linked to that storyline and the fight it was ridiculous. <laughs> but just to confirm, you have seen every single episode of South Park. Yes, I'm literally wow. ready for this South Park post-COVID <laughs> episode. Because the, the, the last one that I think it was a two-parter and it was South Park COVID special. Oh, what they called there it. you go. And... But, um, Famously, you're one of the only people in Australia with Paramount Plus. So that's going to be good for you. I'm good. I'm happy. <laughs> I'm one of the only people. I'm you one really of four are. people. You really one are. But as you know, though, I'm getting ready for my seven-day <laughs> trial. I want to see Paranormal Activity next of kin. Yeah, and with my Paramount Plus, I've watched it. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah. So one person in Australia has seen that film, at least. Mm. At least. <laughs> All right. Um, Sam Richardson will join Bette Midler, Sarah Jessica Parker, and Kathy Najimi in the sequel to Hocus Pocus. I actually re-watched Hocus Pocus today and watched it for the first time with my kids. I like this movie. It is a good yeah. movie. And all we these actually, years later... 
Yeah, we, we watched half. We watched half of it today. <laughs> we didn't turn it off for any reason. We yeah, just yeah. had to move on with our lives and get the kid to sleep and stuff. So. Well, we, we did all of it. It was it came down to two films for the kids. What are we going to watch? Hocus Pocus or Goosebumps 2? And Hocus Pocus 1, because my youngest is enjoying the song, I Put a Spell on You at the moment, which is featured in the movie. So that made it the winner. Oh, well, there you go. So all these years this, later, um, we're, yeah, yep. we're getting a sequel. The actor Sam Richardson, we, I think it's the same guy. We saw him. He played a bit of the comic relief character in, I'm blanking on the name, oh, The Tomorrow War with Chris Pratt. He was the guy in that was a bit nervous. And he's also oh, in that okay. movie that's come out. I'm terrible at the moment. That werewolf film. Anyway, he's in a werewolf film, a horror comedy. Werewolves. Werewolves Within? Yes, that's it. <laughs> yes. So that's him. Yeah, so we're doing him justice. So he has been added to this <laughs> film. Sounds sounds good. But we've got a, also a little bit of the, the plot of this upcoming sequel. Um, it will see three young women accidentally bring back the Sanderson sisters to modern day Salem, I guess. So much like that first one. Absolutely. Just, the first one, yep. it, was, it was that boy from Amy, Indiana. And now it's <laughs> girls. Okay, cool. The cast, the cast <laughs> coming back. The cast are coming back. It's okay. That's the important thing, I reckon. I reckon no matter what they're doing. Because let's be honest, that first movie, you know, obviously people love it. It has, it has, it has its following. Very nostalgic for many. I mean, it's not, it's not the greatest thing. The acting isn't, isn't, at least with the kids, isn't yeah. amazing. But it's okay. It's it, it's a kid's flick. It, it clearly is what it is. I think this one, they really just need to show up. And I reckon everyone, as you know, you know the witches are going to, the Sanderson sisters, they're going to do a good job, as, as these actresses usually do. I think that's all you need. Everything yeah. else, whatever. You can't ask for too much. I mean, I, I could definitely speak to that. Like, as an adult watching it now and... Yeah, it was a different experience when I was a kid watching it and then getting to watch it with my kids and the enjoyment that they got out of it. But the movie itself, and the, yeah, it, it's not the strongest script, but it's a fun movie with strong performances. And hopefully we'll get more of that in, in the sequel. Zack Snyder has revealed the title of his Army of the Dead sequel, Planet of the Dead. Ridiculous. <laughs> I want to tell you what. what? I, it doesn't follow the format. I, I, I don't understand. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's absolutely fine. It is absolutely fine because... Are you sure? You had Army of the Dead right. and then the prequel, Army of Thieves. They've already broke the format because oh, it's not Army the, yeah. of the Thieves. It's Army of Thieves. So Planet of the Dead, Army of the Dead. It tracks with that first film. And there's more zombies. Okay. <laughs> I just gotta tell you, less I don't actually care. <laughs> Army of Thieves, as it was a prequel. But more zombies. So honestly, like I am okay with Planet of the Dead as a continuation or a sequel to Army of the Dead. That's okay, but it did throw me initially hearing the name Army of Thieves. Lacking the. It's fine. Right. It's fine. <laughs> 
That's all right. We do have an upcoming review of Army of Thieves where I'm dying to know what you think of that movie. Oh, you just wait. <laughs> you probably know as well. Snyder has come out and said, there's a chance theatre survives. So we could see him again. But for me, he... it, for me, he's only saying that because he wants people <laughs> to tune in to yeah. Army of Thieves. Like his, like his prequel might mean something. <laughs> might mean, mean something actually If it's actually about mm. a character that there's a chance he survives. Or maybe not. He def- like, uh, again, I'm, I'm, I'll just go for it. The Army of the Dead has been out long enough. Dita definitely died in that one, right? Looked like it. Mm. But this, that was a movie with UFOs and cyborg zombies, so who knows? Uh, who knows but the news though is the title Planet of the Dead and that I believe will be directed by Snyder once again okay so he'll be back I mean I'm guessing (laughs) if I'm honest I mean we know that he didn't direct Army of Thieves but you know a sequel to his original movie I think there's a good chance he's going to is going to come back. Well, that's it for movie news. Now on to TV news. All right. Um, Jenna Dewan will reprise her role as Lucy Lane on the upcoming second season of Superman and Lois. The actress, who will be credited as a recurring player, first appeared as the sister to Lois Lane on Supergirl. This is a big deal. The reason why is because although we know Superman Lois takes place within the Arrowverse, it really does have its own corner of that universe where there's no real interaction or mention of other characters. The only really connection they had in the first season was John Diggle appearing. That was it. Like, there's no no Supergirl, there's nobody else. I feel like having this direct connection between Supergirl and Superman and Lois via Lucy Lane is a good one. And having the original actress come back is a good touch. I mean, it makes sense. I mean, with the, I mean, before we got the inclusion of Diggle, I was dead set thinking, I was like, okay, they've, this is like a new sort of like another universe where it's almost like, Okay, same characters from that Supergirl sort of show and all that, but now it's kind of separated itself. And then, but then Diggle, I'm like, okay, it, it is still connected. So it makes sense for them to refer to their, you know, their family members and have them interacting. You know, like you've got Lois Lane's father very prominently featured in the show. Why not have, you know, the sister pop up? Um, one of the things I've, I've always like been wondering though throughout you know, that first season was a lot of the storylines, well, not, not a lot of the storylines, but some of the themes that they sort of address is like Superman being what he is and his impact on the world and what that means to like, you know, the fear of the government and, and stuff like that, like the planet, are they, should they fear Superman? Is there a, a need to be cautious of it? And it's like, okay, if you are, what about your Supergirl problem? Like you've got another one of them. But they never talk about it. And 
it's it yeah. was like uh, you can't have both. You've got to you're gonna I mean, do we, it. You've got to you've got to address know, the. We know Superman. We know Supergirl is coming to an end. I think she's got like a handful of episodes left, and that's it. You know, prominently in this final season, Supergirl and her friends in the media and by themselves are referred to as super friends. <laughs> I get it. It's a nod to the cartoon. I mean, it's like cheesy all the way. Oh, well, but it's, of course, yeah. it's okay. But, the, but again, Supergirl's coming to an end. Melissa Benoist has recently said she's not completely ready to say goodbye to the character. So we could potentially see her again down the line, which I would yeah, be... pop up. I hope they do. I really hope they do. I mean, now... Oh, like, it just makes sense for it to happen. It's... I mean, now Superman and Lois is up and running. It's really established itself. It's a fantastic show. To then have Supergirl appear in that would be great, but it's not going to happen now. But maybe down the line, years from now, she could come back to the character. I think just, just re- referencing the character... I think it's important just to, for logic reasons, but anyway, just a nitpick. But I'm I glad agree. they're. I agree. They're starting yeah. to feed in characters like Lucy Lane and stuff like that. They're bringing them over. But I do agree. She is his only living biological family member, outside of his children, of course, but from Krypton. And she's another well. She's that. another known Kryptonian on the planet. <laughs> you know. We do have some Superman news, but nothing to do with Tyler Hecklin. Michael B. Jordan's Superman project that focuses on Val Zod will be a TV series for HBO Max. So that's big news. We still don't know if Jordan will be appearing in the show as Val Zod. So this is a whole new Superman from the Earth 2 comics from a few years ago. But apparently the, the title of the show will be Val Zod. Maybe they'll change the mind close to the time and put Superman in there somewhere. But this <laughs> is gonna Superman be, semicolon. Yeah, I reckon. But this is going to be a different take. But it's worth noting that until now, we didn't know if it was going to be a movie for HBO Max. Like That's right, yeah. Or it was going to be a TV show. Now we know it is absolutely a TV series. Do you know what I feel? I feel like it makes more sense that it's a TV sh- a TV show. Not 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 to do like nothing to do with like oh this character wouldn't work on the big screen and stuff like that. Just from like a business standpoint, I guess a studio standpoint, we've got an established Superman like film like you know whether Henry Cavill comes back in any sort of capacity going forward. We have that Superman. I think to have like a subsidiary, the same thing with sort of like the Batgirl thing, even though it's a movie, it's still HBO Max, you know, it's not on the big screen. I don't know. I feel like they'd just be diluting their waters a little bit. If suddenly it's like, okay, we've got, we've got like six different Batmans on the go. You know, we've got, we've got two different Supermans. I know different characters, but still Superman here, there on the big screen. I, I don't know. I think it would get murky. It makes sense. We've got a I TV think, series. Yeah. I think TV's the way to go. And, you know, we're getting the Green Lantern Corps TV series, nothing to do with the Arrowverse, all the films. It's its own standalone thing. It doesn't all need to be connected. 
this one, do we know if there's a if is it TCEU? Is it? It's its own thing. It's it's thing. This is its own thing as well. Its own thing. Yeah, that's that's one thing with the the whole DC things, and I know like finally we've got Marvel sort of cleaning all that up, but it's like it's very everything's everywhere, and I think you need like a Bible almost to keep track of oh, what universe is what and what continuity even, if you got. We can watch it. Like where it's actually oh yeah oh, and, a, and we've got a we've got it worse here in australia we got like 10 different streaming services and 10 different shows on each of them it's ridiculous that's a good point I mean, in the us it's either hbo max or cw they've got you covered all right hayden christensen will reprise his role as anakin skywalker in the upcoming live action star wars series ahsoka which we know is starring rosario dawson now, correct me if I'm wrong. Um, we we had Hayden Christensen set to return in the Obi Wan series, right? Or was that rumor? Yes, no, I believe that's been talked about already. And people, yeah, no, I think that's the thing. But I just find it very interesting because a lot of Star Wars fans, and myself included, didn't have the best time with those prequel films. Yet all these years later, like when I hear his casting. Completely on board with it. The idea of him coming back was good news. Maybe it's, you know there's been enough time in between, but it's good that he's coming back to the part. I think it's that thing with the prequels. It's like, eh, like take it as what it is. You know, people have their thoughts on them and stuff like that. But you know, they're sort of like they're sort of, sort of like that weird uncle that you know you still invite to. To the family gatherings because he's still family even though he's kind of weird and he never shuts up um though those prequels are still canon yeah. everything that comes to it like if they're gonna have a time period set thing where anakin skywalker is featured and it should look like Hayden christensen they should get him to play it like it, it makes sense if they were to go older then you know literally anyone really but um he would be he would be in the Darth Vader get up, wouldn't he? It would depends. Right? Oh no! It depends. Oh, no, because it place. Be... I mean, I mean, the Obi Wan series. It, it's I'm assuming going to be before the events of Episode Three. But talking about casting, though, I didn't think they were ever going to go back and cast Jake Lloyd again. I think that ship sailed. <laughs> the Hayden Christensen <laughs> is the obvious one for them. Yeah, well, Jake Lloyd doesn't look like little Annie anymore so <laughs> he got older he got older it just makes sense it makes sense why not the upcoming national treasure series is in development for disney plus has cast lisette alexis in its lead role there we go we heard for a while that national treasure was coming back the third film we were hoping it was going to be nick cage then they mentioned it's going to be a tv series well, now we know it's a completely new character. She finds out that her family has secrets and no doubt she has to steal American historical documents to find out what's really going on. <laughs> I'm still I'm sure on that's board. Where it's gonna be. <laughs> I'm still on board with this if this is still in the same like sort of tone and quality of you know, those National Treasure movies, or at least you know, at least the first one. Even yeah, like the def- second one, it's a lot of fun. 
they're fun, aren't they? They're fun. Like they're, it's it's globe trotting and well, not really globe trotting, very US based, but like treasure hunting, like discovery. Yeah, everything means something. Hey, what's that over there? Quick, turn it over. Here's our next clue. But it's it's crazy. Yeah, as long as it's still in tone with that and not like I want to say like a a a kiddie version of of it, like because you think okay, we're gonna do we're doing a TV series of this of this film series. Yeah, it could be like just cheapened by making it, you know, directed it, targeted at kids. So hopefully it's um, it's like the movies, just with new characters. And I mean, all, I, still, all... I still haven't watched the Turner and Hooch series, but that looks like it's aiming a bit younger than the movie, but not too young, though. So I don't think they're going to get too silly with it. And this is Disney+. Plus, like, they're not putting out cheap versions of established IPs. Like they are actually putting out good content. I think this will be decent. Yeah, just like Muddy Ducks. They did good with that. That was so good. It took me a while <laughs> to finish that first season, but wow. Just, just oddly good, wasn't it? Just, and that yeah, was a, and you know, that was rated G. So that was essentially oh, a show. That's it true. Is, it was fantastic. Can be done. All right. Effects on Hulu has cancelled Why the Last Man after one season. I didn't check this one out. Or I don't even know if I have access to it. Have you seen it? Is it is it something I can watch if I wanted to? I if I probably want it now. You can if you want to. It's on binge here in Australia. Oh, binge! I've got the binge. There it is. I can and do it. This is something that they would. They've been trying to develop this as a film or TV series for years. At one time, it was going to be a film with Shia LaBeouf, and then they tried to get it on TV for a long time, and they succeeded. And now it's cancelled. And I've not even started. I've added it to my watch list, but I don't know. I might get to it. Do you have that thing where it's like, if a show gets cancelled, even if you were going to watch it, you kind of like put off now. You're like, uh, this like, what's the point? absolutely puts me off because it could be solid entertainment, but just knowing that it got cancelled and they weren't ready for it, yeah, it's clearly got a cliffhanger. So it could be yeah. the best series that's ever been made, but then it stops. So you kind of need to be watching it and then get disappointed as you're watching it. But when you've not <laughs> actually started it, you really just lose momentum. Yeah. No. <laughs> I may get to it. I mean, the makers of the show, they're trying to ship it to different networks, maybe, or different streaming services. Maybe it'll get picked up. Who knows? Amazon has renewed Jack Ryan starring John Krasinski for a fourth season. So that show seems to still be going strong. Did not even know there had been three already. I thought maybe season, like the second season, I was like, yeah, no, no, no. It shows. Solid first season, really liked it. My wife ended up enjoying it more than I did. I tapped out during season two, but she... Watch that to the end, enjoyed it. I don't think season three is out yet, so it's an early maybe of four okay. season. Maybe that's why my brain is like, well, four already. It's good though. Like cool. it, it, it's a solid put together show. You've got a strong performance from Krasinski as Jack Ryan. You know, it is a good show. I just 
podcast interest. Cool. Well, hopefully you got interest in this when it comes. Colin Woodell will play a young version of Ian McShane's Winston Scott in the upcoming John Wick prequel series, The Continental. But also Mel Gibson will play a character named Cormac. That's all we know about Gibson's character. Is it a first for him? Has he done TV? I don't know if he has. I I'm honestly drawing, think I'm drawing blank. This could be the first time. Well, other than Gibson, I mean, that, that's interesting. Interesting casting. And, you know, you pretty much know what you're going to get with Gibson. Mm. That was a positive, by the way. It's <laughs> acting. I mean, Colin Woodall. So a young Winston Scott. So he's a big character in the John Wick franchise. So, you know, there's, there's something there. The show is going to focus on the Continental. We're still getting John Wick 4, we're getting this prequel series, and then we talked about Ballerina earlier. So, yeah, John Wick, still going strong. Yeah, the franchise is is happening. So, good for Woodell and Gibson. Well, that's it for TV news. Now on to the recommend section. What have you got? All right. It's, I wasn't sure when I was going to recommend this, but pretty much from the from the get-go, I've been watching it as episodes come out on Binge. And oddly enough, it's it's a unique one because Binge is expiring the, the view, the, the availability of it. So you can only watch up uh, from episode four onwards, which is crazy. I'll just tell you what it is. Um, American Crime Story Impeachment. Oh, no, that's on my list. What What is happening there? Why are they doing that? I don't know. I do have a feeling. I have a feeling FX, which do the... I'm pretty sure it's FX. Yeah, FX. They do like American Horror Story and stuff. Obviously, Disney. I have a feeling Ah, that... Probably going to Disney Plus. I just don't know when. They did just get uh, like a whole bunch of the American Horror Stories on Disney Plus. Well, all of them. All of them in time for Halloween outside of, I guess... Except the brand new series. The brand new series, which is on binge. The Disney is taking hold. Damn, I've not started impeachment. I gotta say, it's it's so good. Like, I'm a unique, like you're a little bit older than me, so maybe you were more aware of of this, like oh, you know, the the real story of like Clinton and Monica Lewinsky and all that kind of stuff. Bear in mind, I was like five, six years old when this was happening. I know of <laughs> okay, it. Okay, okay. I'm not like, that much older. I know. No, nah, but I mean, thing. I heard it was a thing that was happening. I wasn't across it though. Ah, but you were still, you know, like you're older than six. Like you, <laughs> you were like 10, 11, 12 or something like that. I don't know. I'd need to do the math. Anyway, something like you that. recommend. But like, um, so I like I know of it, but like, you know what? I have no idea of the details. I don't know what the outcome ever was all i know is that things kind of ended up playing out pretty well enough that you know him and the wife are still married and you know she even ran for president at some point so you know like that happened so actually watching this unfold i gotta say you know these guys you know the guys behind like american horror story and obviously they've done a few of these crime story ones as well other things glee stuff like that doesn't matter they know how to put on a good show when it comes to 
just real true like just historical type um just like teleplay i just get sucked into all the Mm. drama that's going on the tenseness of it they do it well they do it well i wasn't really into their second season which was the um uh, what was it? The Versace, Versace. season? I didn't do that one. The first but one, the, the, OJ, was excellent. I OJ Simpson, fantastic. And they've knocked it out. Um, obviously, the, the season isn't over yet. I think we've probably got a handful of those left. But um, it seems to be wrapping up. But I'm still on the edge of my seat as they, um, yeah, as this political, scandalous drama unfolds. Wow. And the actors that they've got playing like these real-life figures... I mean, yeah, like it's pretty solid. So yeah, I'm really? having, I'm having a, I'm having a ball. Can I question Clive Owen? How is he? Is he a good Bill Clinton? He doesn't look Clive. like him at all. Does he sound like him at least? I mean, I think the first couple of episodes you only see him like very briefly, but then you get to the point where you've got a full episode just focused on him and he's talking and. You don't even see Clive Owen anymore. Oh, really? You just, okay. you just see, you just see this. I mean, it's not, it's not Bill Clinton on screen, but it's like it's enough that yeah, you look, you're watching, and you're just like, this man is, is the president, is the president of the United States, and he's a bit of a questionable character in the things that he's done, and oh, no, it, it, it uh, works. He, okay. it, he just, I... he becomes someone else. And as Monica Lewinsky, is it Bernie Feldstein or Feldstein from Booksmart? Yeah, yeah, from Booksmart, yeah. I've messed up here. I was going to wait until I'd stored them up because, you know, things typically, they have all the episodes, whereas... I know, I know. I I only noticed, just watching the the most recent episode, I, I noticed as I was scrolling through, I was like, oh, why does it only start on episode four? And then I realized on each one it says, expiring on a set date and i'm like oh damn usually so they would just do that to movies they wouldn't expire tv shows if they've got them they have them obviously whatever licensing deal they've got for them it's something impressive so i do apologize um i watched it on binge i still want to recommend it i don't know how else any of you guys can watch it at this point in time so all the <laughs> all the best right um, so you're recommending but I, but I, something something you people... might not have access like me, wouldn't have access unless Disney Plus added it to Star and you can watch it there. Okay. Well, that's Or you find other means. I'm not encouraging that, but I'm just saying. <laughs> we live in the 21st century. There are means to, to you do with that what you want. <laughs> well, I am going to recommend a TV series that isn't available. So there you go. I feel like that's much worse. <laughs> At least... I had good intentions. <laughs> the Beetlejuice animated series that ran from 89 to 91. We're all familiar with Beetlejuice. I shared with you offline that I recently purchased a Beetlejuice the animated series collectible. I didn't even know there were such a thing. And on the back of that, I thought, you know, when it's Halloween, I want to go back and rewatch some of the episodes. Now, here in Australia, if you own the, I think it's the Beetlejuice 20th anniversary Blu-ray, as a special feature, it actually comes with a handful of episodes. So you can watch it. And I did a, a rewatch of a few episodes today. 
And it is a lot of fun. Very much continues the story we've got in the film. You don't get the Maitlands, but you're following the adventures of Beetlejuice and Lydia. And often they'll go to his world. I mean, this is a show that ran for four seasons. They made close to a hundred episodes. What? It is so good. Now I'm saying it's not available. Shout Factory put out a collection a few years ago. You can get the complete collection, but I just mean it's not available on streaming. You can't even watch it on iTunes. They don't have it either. But it is a really, really good show. So you are able to get a hold of it. Definitely recommend that you give it give it a go. Danny Elfman's theme for the film was arranged for the cartoon series by Elfman himself, and you primarily get it during the end titles. It's a good show. It's a very good show. And I've, I've been tempted a few times over the years just to get the Shout Factory box set. Because it is every single episode. And, you know, I'm a big fan of Beetlejuice. And, you know, this is, I mean... I think like collectibles are first for the cartoon, but previously they have released comics, I think like back in the, the early 90s. But that is my recommend. Beetlejuice, the animated series, if you can get a hold of it. If so it's funny that it. we've both recommended something that you may or may not be able to watch. Yeah, I feel like yours would be harder to get. Well, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, potentially harder. But again, I love these. I love these like these old like movies that turned into TV series. There's you know, like oh, me too. Back to Back to the Future. Um, what else was there? Like Jumanji, The Mask. What was the other one I got? The Mask, Dumb, Godzilla. Dumb, yeah, it was the thing. But go back to the eighties though. Like you could get the animated series of Rambo, RoboCop. You know these like violent movies. It's R-rated. It, was, uh, it was a whole thing. <laughs> I can't believe four seasons. Good Incredible. Job. Incredible. Okay, so before we finish the show, we've got a little bit of trivia. And it's it's Hocus Pocus based. Disney bought the script in 1984, then sat on the project for eight years. The original title was Disney's Halloween House and was supposed to be much darker and scarier. I mean, that title for a start is terrible, but that was apparently the original <laughs> working title. I have more. Brother and oh, sister yeah. Gary Marshall and Penny Marshall play husband and wife. He's the one dressed as Satan. As I was watching it today, I'm like, why is he familiar? He's the director of Pretty Woman. That's oh. where... That's where oh. I know him. You'd also know him as the director of Valentine's Day and the Princess Diaries movies, TV. <laughs> Gary Marshall created Happy Days, Laverne and Shirley, Mork and Mindy. And here he is, dressed as Satan in Hocus Pocus. And playing his wife, Penny Marshall. She directed Big, A League of Their Own. It's just really random that there they are in this movie wow. yet they've got really famous credits to that name can i ask you a question obviously the like the director of, of um like pretty woman that that actor do you only know what he looks like because you watched 
that episode of the movies that made us? I don't know. I may have seen him okay. before. Because I feel I like I might absolutely saw him in that. Because I feel like that's a weird... Just, I mean, it's not like a... He's got good credits to his name, but I feel like he's just not like a household director, go-to, you know what he looks like kind of thing. I just, I don't know, if I'm just I'm curious. Honest, watching <laughs> the movies that made us, he was familiar, but it may have been because I'd seen him previously as Satan in Hocus Pocus. Maybe. Who knows? It all comes full circle. <laughs> Who knows? But there you go. <laughs> good one. Well, that's it for our movie show. Please go subscribe and download this podcast on SoundCloud and Apple Podcasts. And please leave us a review. It helps listeners just like you find the podcast. We're on social media. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as That Films You Podcast. And all our episodes can be found on our website, thatfilmsyoupodcast.com. And if you missed it, we recently reviewed Halloween Kills. And stay tuned for our upcoming review of army of thieves you've been listening to luke and jason the guys from that film stew see you soon